Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's January 20th. The Iran hostage crisis ended on this day in 1981. And today is also my last day hosting this show. You'll get to meet the new host, Eves Jeffcoat, at the end of this episode. I am very excited to welcome her to it. The Iranian Revolution, also called the Islamic Revolution, had started in 1978. It started with resistance to Iranian monarch Mohammad Reza Shah Pahlavi, also known as just the Shah. The Shah had very close ties to the United States and was very sympathetic to United States interests. The U.S. had had a lot of influence over Iran. His rule, though, was also very repressive and authoritarian, including having a secret police force that terrorized Iranian citizens. As the revolution spread, the Shah and his family left Iran on January 16, 1979, under the pretense of going on a vacation. But they never came back again. Ayatollah Ruhollah Khamenei, who had been exiled 14 years before, returned to Iran and established the Iranian Republic. This was not the end of the tensions, though. The Shah was diagnosed with cancer and wanted to go to the United States for medical treatment, and his aide said to United States officials that the treatment he needed was only available in the United States. President Jimmy Carter finally agreed to allow this under pressure from other American political leaders, and the Shah arrived in the United States on October 22nd. This outraged a lot of the protesters in Iran who wanted him to be extradited back to them. On November 4th, 1979, Iranian student demonstrators attacked the U.S. embassy in Tehran, and they took hostages. Most of these were people who worked at the embassy, This was the start of a hostage crisis that would last more than a year. At first, it was 66 U.S. citizens who were held hostage, three of them taken from the Iranian foreign ministry. The Ayatollah later ordered the release of 13 of the hostages, all of them were women or black or both, under the argument that they probably weren't spies. That left 53 hostages remaining. One became really ill and was released on medical grounds, leaving 52 for the rest of the hostage crisis. These hostages were mistreated. There were beatings, mock executions, and all of this was happening in the embassy complex where most of them had previously been employed. The Iranians wanted the Shah extradited, and they refused to release the hostages if that happened. So the U.S. froze Iranian assets and U.S. banks, refused to purchase oil from Iran. Resolutions from the U.N. were issued condemning what the Iranian people were doing. This went on and on. The U.S. cut diplomatic ties and ordered Iranian diplomats to leave the United States. An attempted rescue mission in April of 1980 failed, and eight U.S. service members were killed. Their bodies couldn't be recovered by the U.S., and they were later shown on Iranian TV to humiliate and taunt the United States. The Shah then died of cancer in Egypt on July 27th of 1980. During the 1980 election in the United States, Ronald Reagan used all of this against Jimmy Carter, and Reagan went on to win that election. Negotiations resumed through middlemen from Algeria, and by that point, Iran had also installed a new government and had been invaded by Iraq. So sanctions that had been in place were becoming harder and harder for the country to deal with. 
Finally, there was an agreement to release the hostages in exchange for lifting the sanctions, and those hostages were released almost immediately after Reagan was sworn into office as president. They had been held hostage for 444 days. Relations between the United States and Iran were strained for decades afterward. Like I said up at the top of the show, today is my last episode of This Day in History class. It turned out that doing this many podcasts was a lot. So I'd like to introduce you to your new host, Eves Jeffcoat. Hi, Eves. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. So Eves is going to be taking the lead on this show. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I'm really excited. You've covered so many topics so far, and it's just like we have so many more to do throughout the year. I'm really excited to be able to pick up on everything you've done. And we've got some really cool things coming up. We're also going to be bringing on some special guests from time to time, which will be fun. That sounds awesome. And another reason that I'm happy that you're here is that you already researched something like a quarter of the episodes that we have already done. (laughs) I know so little about so many things now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to welcome you again to the show. Do you want to take us out for this episode? Yeah, sure. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks to Chandler Mays for all his production help. Tune in tomorrow for an episode on the Irish War of Independence. <laughs>